Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rhythmicity Podcast, where we talk to artists of all kinds about the habits and the processes that they use to stay on beat and in the groove, making the art that they know that they're destined to make. My name is Aaron Benavides. I go by Shadow Sweat when I'm DJing and producing electronic music. And uh, this week, I am talking to Ben Aqua. He's a, a visual artist and a producer and a DJ, and he runs the label Hashtag Feelings. He's based out of Austin, Texas. It was amazing to get to know him and to talk to him uh, for this podcast. He's doing some amazing things, and dude is just woke AF. So uh, I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. We cover some amazing topics. Uh, we talk about, we kind of start out a little silly talking about compression and the importance of it and the lack of it in most media whether it be podcasts or YouTube videos, we get into you know some of his daily habits, how he starts his day, how he gets going, how does he finish tracks, how does he stay on track and motivate himself to finish things, um, and how he picks what he's going to work on, what he's going to do with the day. Uh, we talk about we spend a lot of time talking about social media and the best practices and just different ways to engage with it and what are the ways what are the reasons to engage with it why uh what would you do in twitter versus instagram versus youtube uh and we spend a lot of time talking about that i think it's really important as a as a digital artist as an artist in general these days to engage in social media to build a following and to build a community around what you do um and we also get really deep. We talk about uh, just how how your art interacts with the public, how the public regards your art, and how to stand up to that in certain instances. Uh, he definitely has some amazing stories about that, just some experiences of triumphs and uh, failures when he's put stuff out, as you'll see, that people completely didn't like. He had a a podcast that came out on resident advisor that while some people really loved it, it, the readership on resident advisor really hated it and did not hesitate to hold back any punches and letting him know how they felt about it. And so it's really great to get his perspective and to hear uh, what it was like for him as he went through that process, dealing with uh, just that kind of hate, that kind of shade um, and how he how he kept going. It was really inspiring, and uh, I just had so much fun with this conversation. So without further ado, please bear with some of the silliness that this conversation starts with. It definitely grows and becomes something really big, and I hope you check out Ben Aqua. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here we go. We are We are on. Talk a little bit. Let's do this. Do some Ableton shit. Oh, shit. Uh. You got some separation going on. Oh, yeah. Multiple channels so I can play with the stereo image. Very nice. In post. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> sharper a, image. Yeah, the sharper image. I'm going to make it sound like you're talking around, like you're walking around their head. Stereoscopic Stereos. sound. Sound, sound, sound. sound. <laughs> <laughs> Am I talking loud enough? Uh, yeah. Just like normal. Just normal talking. talking. Yeah. Okay. Mm hmm. Cool. I do have allergies going on right now, so I might be sniffling. I would try to keep it away from the mic. Yeah, don't don't, don't. ruin it. This is a high <laughs> this is a high fidelity recording. I noticed. <laughs> yes. Now I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. Yeah, don't don't even worry about it. Just like let it fly. I'm I'm all about just like getting all the weird shit. And then I go back and I I spend I'll spend some time and like balance everything out. Uh huh. You know later on. Cool. It's nothing worse than when you're listening to a podcast and then like they're talking and you kind of have to turn it up and then all of a sudden it's uh, just like ah! and you're like yes. oh, god damn it, dude. I just like, want to be like, can you? Throw a limiter on that like, shit or something. Just like it's I'm easy. Like, you just look at the two waveforms. You make sure they're about the same size yes. the whole time. And right uh, there, you go. It's visual. It's visual. It's visual. You don't have to listen back to it. It's easy. <laughs> Especially ones like I was just listening to one on the way here. I listened to the RuPaul podcast. Oh yeah, it's how called, is it? It's really good. It's called RuPaul. What's the T? Uh huh. With Michelle Visage. And do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Uh, a little bit. I've only seen like a few shows. Okay. It, yeah. Well, it I think it's brilliant, and I'm a I'm a big big I'm like nerdy obsessed with it. Yeah, and the podcast is just a beautiful extension of it, and even in that one, which they have like obviously he's got a budget, you know, like yeah. he has like audio engineers, like he talks to them in the podcast and they'll joke and stuff. You can hear like their voice like in the background, yeah, it away from the mic. <laughs> but I'm just like. Y'all need a limiter. Like <laughs> y'all need something that just controls it. I'm like, no excuse, RuPaul. Like you have the budget. I will throw it for free. I will throw a limiter. Yeah. On your track. Wow. And just RuPaul, do you hear that? RuPaul, if you're, are you if listening? you're listening. <laughs> I mean, no Tino shade, RuPaul. But um, like we love you, but just saying, Ben Aqua will give you a free limiting session. Yes. <laughs> limiter. The limiter. <laughs> Oh, that plug-in. I, I'm you a got, big fan. You got the Waves limiter? Yes. What, what you got? No, not even. <laughs> not even. Just I just <laughs> use like the straight-up Ableton, Ableton limiter. limiter yeah, yeah, like one that's built in. Oh, yeah. And I use, like when I'm doing video stuff too, like for my YouTube or whatever, I'll use a limiter on that. Because mm-hmm. Final Cut will let you use the same audio plugins that like Logic and all that. And yeah. Even like if you have, you know, Ozone for mastering or something, mm-hmm. you can use those same like VSTs in Final Cut. Yeah. So I'll be like, I'm going to edit this shit, the audio as if I was editing my track, yeah. you know, and put that limiter on there, bring, and it just, to me, it sounds better, I think. Oh, yeah. But then you don't have to worry about people just, like, being loud as fuck all of a sudden, and oh, then, yeah. like, you know, dipping out, and then loud, it's you know? The, it really is. It's the same thing as recording vocals, you know? Yeah. And if you talk to any, like, record, like, recording engineer, or anyone who does any mixing, it's like, oh, yeah, they they try to, like, people's voices go up, and, like, the range of volume is so huge, and it's like, mm-hmm. shit ain't gonna fly when you're listening to a track, because you turn yes. it up to hear the quiet parts, and it goes too loud, <laughs> and you blow your head off, and it's just like, yeah, easy shit. Yeah. That's you one know. of my, like, I call them irrational triggers, and maybe this one is actually a rational one. I don't know, but irrational triggers, like, and this is so common, even in, like, big-budget movies and stuff like that, where... There must be a reason for it, but I just I'm just like turn that shit down. <laughs> like, okay, when um, in a in a video or a movie or whatever, when the music is like 400 times louder than the voice, even though the voice is so much, in my opinion, like well, it depends, it depends on the film or the yeah, video situation. But yeah, but like if it's like you know like a YouTube video, a tutorial or something, we're like, hey, and then here's our intro music, which is oh like 8,000 decibels. Yeah, and then their voice sounds like they're whispering. Uh. And I'm just like, turn that shit up and turn that music down. I, I'm like, should I leave a shady ass comment on their YouTube right I think, now? You know, I don't because I was like, I don't want to put that negativity out there. But I'm just like, fuck. I know turn that. that shit maybe down. a maybe a, uh, a personal message. Maybe you can just be like, hey, I'm a uh, you know I produce tracks and stuff. Just yeah. a little bit of advice if you want to, you know, yeah. like just your music was a little too loud. And there's a, you know you could be nice about it. Uh huh. That's but true. It happens on the radio. That's really what I hate. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I guess on like some of the radio stations, like they'll be playing music or like when they talk or something and then it'll go to an ad and the ad is like 
I guess mastered or something. So it's like boom. Compressed like, as well, fuck. Yeah, yeah, when they're talking, it's just like super quiet. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, Anyways. they're like big room advertising, mastering yeah. compression. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I kind of like those, but I'm just like, like, oh, get it away, get it's, it away. It's just not. The, it's just the the contrast, you know. Yeah. It's just like I'm not trying to lose my hearing when I'm driving to work or something. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that overcompressed kind of thing. And sometimes I like that. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it actually is taxing on my ears. Oh, if totally. I listen to it for too long, mm-hmm. like there's certain styles of music that I I fucking enjoy so much. By the way, can I curse and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Shit. Cunt. Piss. Fuck. <laughs> Cocksucker. Motherfucker. Twat, uh, clit. Your mom's listening, by the way. No. What? Oh, that's fine. Call, yeah. That's fine. She, my parents already know that yeah. I'm strange. So they'll just be like, oh, they'll just roll their eyes if they actually hear. Me. <laughs> but um, what was I talking about? Uh, you were compression. Uh, oh yeah, like really, like super high compressed. Yes, yeah. Sometimes I love that stuff, but there, okay. So there's certain um, there's certain types of music. One of them is happy hardcore. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's this label called Future World records that i fucking adore but it's it's all like the most next level like i wouldn't even call it like happy hardcore because that's like a more specific you know like era of hardcore like dance music hardcore but like they produce it's like edm big room kind of level production except at like 190 bpm (laughs) or 180 to like 200 it's fucking amazing except it's so there's so you know those like build-ups where it's like for like eight minutes or whatever and then finally there's the drop where like there's nothing and no reverb like that happens and it's and they everything is immaculate in terms of production but it's so taxing on the ears that i I can't really listen to it for more than like 10 minutes at a time because i'm just like oh god (laughs) it's those high frequencies mixed with like the super perfectly produced bass oh yeah the sub bass that like my ear actually feels fatigued Mm -hmm. which is just the like I mean, this hap- It's not like me, you know. Yeah. It's just like a physical thing that happens. No, it's a thing with compression. It's it's weird that it does that. Yeah. So you got to be judicious, which yeah. is why I mean, like I like a lot of what they call club music nowadays. Uh huh. You know, like Arca and shit like that. But a lot of a lot of it, it just comes out and it's just so like like relentless you yeah. know what i mean and i love it but it's like i can't listen to a lot of it at a time just because it's it's the same thing it's just like oh like man. it hurts <laughs> i need to like breathe like yes. the world whatever world like even hard like really heavy techno mm-hmm. it's like man i don't know what world these guys live in where they're just <laughs> like and it's like man i'll get there like i i get there and i love it yeah but yeah you gotta in doses yeah you gotta be careful sometimes you know uh-huh <clears throat> But um, anyways, we uh, we kind of got in, in media rest here. Just start, started talking about compression. <laughs> Let's get into it. Just jumping right in. Um, yeah. So basically, the thing with this podcast is I just try to talk to artists about the you know kind of processes and habits and rituals and things that they use um, for keeping them on beat, as they say, or like you know what do you, what are things that you do to keep you. Uh, consistent and grooving and and to keep you on fire you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um i was just wondering um would you say like how important are any daily habits and rituals do you say those are important to you do you think about them a lot or um i i think my morning one or it's kind of late morning yeah. early <laughs> afternoonish because like i i don't even know if it's a ritual yeah. but i just find myself yeah i guess it's kind of a ritual going into this pattern like i'm i've just accepted and embraced the fact that I like to stay up late. I like to wake up late. 
Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, like I actually read an article recently. I was like, thank you for backing me up, girl. <laughs> girl, thank you. Because this article was actually saying there is scientific proof that you are, that we are genetically coded and predisposed, you know, to be either night people or morning people or somewhere in between. Yeah. And like, it's like 47% accuracy or something or like in our, in our DNA. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, I think I'm one of those one night, of people. night people. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I thrive at night. Mm-hmm. I've, I've like basically, as far as I can remember, like not like when I was three, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like when I was like, you know, even eight or nine, like I wouldn't stay up till four in the morning, obviously, yeah. but I, I was a late, I like to stay up late and I like to wake up late. So usually like meetings and stuff. I'm like, if someone's like, you want to meet at 9am? I'm like, um, <laughs> can we do like 1pm? Yeah. Cause I'll wake up at I'm like 10, 30, 11. Uh... Yeah. But I, I don't even like hide it anymore. I'm just kind of just like, I, I like to take my time in the morning. Yeah. So to go back to your question, to stay on topic, <laughs> which is good for podcasts. Um, yeah, I guess my routine is staying up late, three or four in the morning, yeah. um, sometimes five-ish, <laughs> and then waking up, you know, 10 or 11, noon or whatever. Um, and then I take my time in the morning. Like, I don't like to rush and do things in the morning, yeah. unless it's some kind of scheduled thing that, you know, I need to do or whatever. But if I don't have to, I try to avoid that at all costs, if yeah. possible, and just take my time um, I, I basically, <laughs> I just put on a robe and just stand in my kitchen for like two hours and just like get on my phone, you know, like I don't even necessarily like update social media or like, like I'll check Facebook a little bit. Yeah. I don't really check Twitter that much. I'll check Instagram for a couple minutes. I just like chill in the kitchen. I make a smoothie for myself usually. Yeah. Um, I'll drink like a small cup of coffee or tea or something. I'll look out the window and I hang out with my dog. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it, it just has become so important to me to just chill in the in morning slash early afternoon. Like the yeah. brunch hour is like my chill zone. Does it feel like meditative? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I kind of make it a point, like I'm not, it's not really like a structured meditation. It's, yeah. it's more just like, just like look out the window and check out some squirrels and birds. <laughs> like nature in the morning to me is like the best, like meditation almost. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Just like feeling like I'm connected to this mm-hmm. and I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm present and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you structure your day pretty well? Like, cause I mean, do you have no. like, <laughs> no, you know, no. So you're just kind of like, I'll wake up, I'll think about things, chill out. And then you'll be like, all right, I'm the time I'm, I'm going to start working on some stuff. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't really structure it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I have a deadline. Yeah. But most of the time I don't because I work for myself mm-hmm. and I've worked for myself for many years. Most of the time I don't have a particular deadline unless there's a label that needs a remix or something like that's different Yeah, by a certain date or whatever. That's <clears throat> different. But I, I, it's really spontaneous. Um, I've, that's another thing I've embraced is like, so I wake up late, I stay up late, whatever. I wake up late. It's fine. But also just doing things as they come. And as I feel like I want to work on something like I work within a lot of different types of you know, visual art and music and stuff. And I kind of like, instead of just focusing on one thing that just like drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, I guess my thing is just doing what I feel like I want to work on. Like that's the luxury, um, of working for yourself and doing your own thing and being kind of like off that like nine to five grid, like no offense to that, but I've just, I've tried it. It just wasn't me. Yeah. Um, you know, you've heard the story a million times from other people. Like I tried, I tried the office thing. It wasn't, I wasn't happy. So I did my own thing. Like, that is exactly yeah. like that. That's that's the structure is just like do what I want, but also like disciplining my time. Like I don't like to just like 
have like days where I don't do anything or like <clears throat> be <clears throat> excuse me or be like non-productive mm-hmm. or whatever that word is. But there are days when I just like want to fuck off and do nothing. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. just like chill and I and I'm cool with that. We don't always like I think there's this expectation that create as creators like we're always supposed to be working on shit and we're always like so inspired and you know we're like running over to, yeah. to do these crazy you know travel expeditions to find ourselves and shit like that stuff is cute and i'm down with some of that but i'm also like not self like shaming mm-hmm. <laughs> if i just like fuck off for a day and just like go do nothing or mm-hmm. just sit on the couch and like do nothing quote-unquote productive like I'm cool with that too. Yeah. Well, so long story long, I don't really have a structure to it. I I'm spontaneous and impulsive about yeah. it, and that's just kind of my process. How do you, um, yeah, like I want to get into the like, how do you discipline yourself? Like, how do you like finish a track? Like, especially like I find it difficult, and it's a thing I've been working on. Is like when I got a track, you know, or I'm working on some music, and it, I'll get lost in the details and it's like if there's no one like there's no label or they're like or if you don't have like a following or there's no one putting pressure on you to put out a track of yours what gets you through that like i'm just gonna work on some music and you know what i feel like not finishing it because the really starting tracks is the best thing ever finishing tracks is like aggravating you know it's just like is this done yet no that's not there you know like what gets you through the difficult part of like finishing tracks um, I think it's just like self-imposed pressure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best answer I can think of because yeah, I don't like, well, sometimes I do have deadlines, so that definitely helps. Yeah. But I think it's just like when I have like a gut feeling that I haven't finished something in a while or I just haven't made something in a while. Um, for example, like, like, you know, going on like a family trip or something for a week and a half or two weeks or something. At first it's usually like, and no offense to my family, it's nobody's fault, yeah. but like, it's just, I, I feel the urge to create after like a few days or I'll try to at least take a photo on my phone. Even if it's not the most beautiful thing ever, I try to do something, yeah. you know, to feed, to like feed that creative mm-hmm. impulse. But after a few days, if I haven't like worked on something like hardcore for a few hours or oh, at least yeah. a little while, I start feeling crazy. So yeah, there's not really like a science to it. It's just like when I feel like I'm just like I'm ready to be done with something. Yeah. Like I'm impatient when it comes sometimes when it comes to like the creative process, like and not and I don't feel like it's like necessarily a negative a negative thing. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like I want to be finished with something because it makes me feel good. Like it probably releases, you know, like the dopamine or whatever it is yeah. in- internally that makes us happy. So for me, like creative creativity and just working on stuff, just like it gets my brain going. It mm-hmm. makes me feel more alive and like present with a moment. And at the same time, like not present, <laughs> like yeah. I'm present, but I'm also like in some kind of weird zone where my eyes are almost rolled in the back of my yeah. head, probably cause I haven't eaten yeah. <laughs> oh, no, <I laughs> or like that. slept or peed <laughs> in a while or whatever. I'm just like holding pee <laughs> in and my underwear is like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, like self-imposed, like pressure you just kind of got to finish it right <laughs> yeah and yeah. sometimes as you know like sometimes you just never finish something oh yeah or sure. you'll be working on a track like i have some tracks that are you know years old five six years old i'll once in a while i mean rarely i'll like whip out a track that old and be like i'll oh, just make that hi-hat a little bit louder here and press save yeah okay that's version eight done <laughs> and then just like follow it away in, in the cabinet but finishing something can be really that like hashtag the struggle You know, as a creator, as a music creator, especially, or any type of creator, when things are finally released, 
even then, I don't feel like it's it's finished because I'll hear some shit and be like, God damn it, I should have turned that hi hat down. Yeah, uh-huh. damn it. But it's released. It's already you see that shit on iTunes, and it's like you can't. I mean, yeah. you can change it. It's digital. You can <laughs> you can always re-upload. Yeah. But there's something nice about just like finishing it, being done, and being putting like, it away. Bye. Yeah. Nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get that. Um, so I guess uh, one of my questions too is because you know you do a lot of different things, right? So you're not just a music producer. You do photography. You do graphic design, um, and you know you also run a label. What is uh, how do you sort of try to balance all the different sort of disciplines that you have? Um, I it almost goes back to the answer of following my impulse. Yeah, like <clears throat> I. <laughs> I just wake up and be like, what do I want to do today? Do, yeah. And I think having those different avenues helps me keep focused on each one mm-hmm. individually because like I go through these phases where I'm just like, I just want to do photography shit. I just want to make a video on my YouTube and it's going to take me a week mm-hmm. and I don't care about making music or DJing. I don't care about that for two weeks or something. Oh, okay, and then yeah. other times I'll just switch it up. I think having that variety, you know, keeps it spicy. Yeah. <laughs> keeps like, you know, the spice of life. I've, yeah. I, I, I embrace the shit out of that. I love that <laughs> yeah. because that that's what feels more natural to me. And I also feel like like we don't know how we're going to feel even in the same day or in any moment, you know? Mm-hmm. We could be having an amazing day and then somebody steps, you know, drives over a puddle and we're soaked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. metaphorically and, you know, just speaking yeah, <laughs> that life. can happen yeah. you just never know like so like for me I, I try not to predict like when's when's going to be a photography day when's going to be a music day or whatever it is and i just kind of go with the flow and mm-hmm. feel like whatever I, i'm almost it it's like when the universe is pushing me a little bit you know if i get and that can be in the form of you know comments on my instagram or something something like hey this photo right here or like or just you know Somebody will just come up to me and be like, hey, that shirt. Or, you know, then I'll be like, oh, I need to do my shirt design today yeah. or whatever. I just follow the lead of what, you know, like the flow is trying to push me into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out, but like it, as long as I work on something, I feel like it feeds it. Yeah. 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 And you just kind of like build into it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Just kind of like let it lead you. Yeah. Along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of trying to control it and make it what I want it to be. It's usually just like what the world wants me to do. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I definitely because I've been kind of working on like kind of the opposite, but like coming at it from a different way, just because it's like it's really easy for me to kind of like get distracted and kind of like be like, ah, oh, fuck, man, mm-hmm. you know, I started one thing and then I <clears throat> just didn't get anywhere with it, and then it's like really easy to get in that like, uh, you're never gonna finish anything again. I'm not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> You I'm know, not a real just, artist. <laughs> what if I, you know, and then you turn the lights off and sit in your dark room, oh you know, God. do a pose and. Uh huh. <laughs> been there, been there. Uh, turn struggle. On the joy division, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah, so it's interesting. Um, do you, how would you say, like, do you have an approach to what you do with, like, social media, like, in the way that you maybe use it as a tool? Um, yeah, I mean, my basic approach is like I see Instagram as like my main portfolio. Okay. Like I have my website, but like I don't I update it, but it's not like I don't get the most traffic on it. It, it comes down to like engagement. Yeah, and I feel like that's the best for like, you know, when you're working on your own or whatever, whatever you're trying to promote or business, whatever it is. Um, I think Instagram is probably the best way to do it at this moment. Mm-hmm. So but I kind of mix it up between like it, like Instagram is where I get the most engagement on my visual content. Yeah. 
Um, Facebook tends to be like, I, f- I tend to get like more comments on Facebook for some reason, like, but not as many like likes. If you're going to, if it's about like data, like Instagram to me is like the best thing, yeah. but I also, but, th- and then, but YouTube is like this other beast yeah. because like, I don't get the same type of engagement on YouTube and the same kind of crowd as I would on like Instagram. Like Instagram is more focused on like my photography and like some music announcements here and there and just random bullshit or whatever where youtube is like is much more planned and like it's much more planned and like disciplined i guess like that youtube is probably the most like strategic Mm -hmm. out of all the social media i use because you like with video you have to have the you know that the audio has got to be on point Mm -hmm. the editing and all that stuff and i try to be particular about that quality um but youtube but the crowd on youtube is more people being like which lens does the best for vlogging and like trying to cater to that a little bit, but in my style and then like, you know, having my music in the background or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So it's weird. It's yeah. It's like YouTube is more like the technical aspect of what I do. And hopefully that will help people like tutorials or whatever. And I monetize that too. Like, so I focus that kind of stuff on YouTube and then for like kind of the rest of like my visual and music stuff, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I, Facebook almost feels a little like dated to me or something. So I'm not, I still go on there and I'll post things here and there, but Instagram number yeah. one. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely feel that a lot. Um, I find it difficult. I mean, it's nice. Uh, like, I think it's like so perfect for visual artists. Cause it's just like, I have friends who are like, you know, drawing and sketching and it's like, cool. You finished a sketch. You can just post it on Instagram. Uh, and I find it interesting cause I, I'm like always thinking about how can I do that? Cause I'm not primarily a visual artist. I do some stuff when I have to, but like, I'm always like, well, how do, uh, how do, like, what do you think is the best way for musicians to kind of do that? I mean, there's some people like they'll post like, you know, they'll take a video of their, you know, Ableton, <laughs> Ableton or something, uh-huh. and it's cool. But the most of the time, people are just listening on their their phone, you know, when they're taking a shit or something. So it's not gonna sound good, you know. <laughs> but they also might see that video while they're like taking a shit. And be like, oh shit, what the <laughs> fuck? This beat though, I need to comment on this. Yeah, it might actually help with the bowel movement. Yeah, if they get so excited, they Ooh. like shit their pants we or should, shit. We should uh, develop <laughs> a new Instagram concept for like <laughs> vids to listen to while you shit. Yes, yeah, like poo poo tracks. Poo poo tracks. Like hit us up at poo poo tracks. <laughs> at poo poo tracks. <laughs> Doo doo beats. Hit us up. DM us. Slide slide into our DMs as you know everything slides P- out of you. Pinch us out. <laughs> That's a good question though. Like how to market like for musicians, mm-hmm. and it seems like at least the ones that like I'm that I follow and stuff like that. It seems like. It's not so much about like being like, here's my Ableton file and here's me working on music and DJing or whatnot. Like that stuff is cute and I think some people love that. Yeah. But it seems like it's almost like for any medium, it's like show your process, even if that means showing your breakfast or like, you know, or just like here I am at, at yeah. Walmart at 3 a.m. You know, checking out weird people trying on clothes. Yeah. Like I'm just standing outside watching them. <laughs> being creepy as fuck like if that's your i'm not saying do that and i'm not like terms and conditions like i do not condone that type of behavior and i have not do participated not in that myself <laughs> not responsible you want to be successful kids you gotta <laughs> you have to go to i'll meet you at walmart, I'll see you at walmart. okay at 3 a.m class i needed some batteries or something <laughs> the master class <laughs> dj master check class. us out on patreon yeah. um so i can get gas money to go to walmart <laughs> 
that's your like yeah that's your like ten dollar a month thing like yes. even ten bucks a month you oh can have God. special late night walmart sessions with yes. the artist yes <laughs> i bring my ableton or yeah. whatever and I'm like my eye left eye is twitching from lack of sleep i'm just like all right let's do this shit let me check and make sure you you subscribe okay you subscribe let's do this let's, let's do it <laughs> but like it's like the whole marketing game is is tricky and there are total, like, there's hilarious videos on YouTube that constantly change that are, like, how to market yourself on Instagram, how to get more followers, how to, oh, get, yeah. like, you know those? Oh, yeah. Like, and some of that shit, I feel like I've, I'm actually trying to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm working for myself. I have no shame. Like, somebody's got to promote my shit. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, unless I have some viral hit, I got to do that shit myself. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, even for music and stuff, it's, like, it's like, what is the general, it seems like people want the general package deal, not necessarily just you doing your music stuff, mm -hmm. but like if you're at a gallery, you know, and yeah. you're, you're like, here's this cool painting that inspired me, or here's this other person's work that I'd like to showcase for a second. And yeah. this inspired me. Like, I think digging into like what makes us creators and what makes us like inspired as people, um, or cyborgs or whatever yeah. your pronoun <laughs> what, yeah. may be, <laughs> and um, species maybe. But yeah, just like digging down into like yeah. like what makes you tick. No, I yeah. think um, that's been a thing that I've been really thinking a lot about. And especially like you hear it all the time in the DJ world, usually from older DJs who are just like pissed off that like, you know, so for some reason, I guess back in the day, DJs could just be DJs and now they have to be marketing, PR, and they have to do all these stuff. And even though I like, I'm, I sit there and I think I'm like, I don't think it was really that easy because you weren't that much bigger back in the day than you are now. But like, one thing that I find that it's valuable is that as I sit around and go like, okay, you know what? That like I have on my like an opportunity now. If I learn how to, you know, use social media right, I can reach people all over the world. But what that determines is that you have to really be clear about who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. You know, because that's the thing, like the people who like there are people on Instagram who don't do anything really that interesting, but they tell like it's basically you're telling a story. And the thing is, they're just telling the story of their lives in an interesting way. But they're not doing anything cool. They're like, oh, I wake up. Uh, here's me with my friend. And we're buying shit at Walmart. And did you hear what this bitch said to me? And it's like, and they got like a million followers on Instagram, you know? And it's just like. Like 40,000 likes immediately. <laughs> yeah, you like, like press like, reload. And that's just got 100,000. You're like, what the fuck? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> like shit. But I think it's, I mean, it comes down to like, you know, Giving a story. And you know, like you said, I think uh, for me, a big part has been like, you know, who am I really like as an artist? And, you know, what is what is the story that I'm trying to tell? Like, what am I trying to do with my music? And it doesn't have to be, you know, like meaningful or like, you know, like, oh, I'm telling stories because, you know, I was abused as a child. So I want to help people with abuse. It's like it doesn't have to be anything. Like that. It's just be like I like colors you know right. but but as long as it's like you it's cohesive and you're figuring out like you know it shows your progression and you're telling a story with it you know i think that is kind of that's kind of the value that i've been finding in using social media mm -hmm. you know and trying to like you know because i'm real i'm actually really bad like i know i'm not one of those people who struggles with like being on facebook too much uh -huh. you know it's like i'm like the opposite i'm like oh yeah facebook like i'll yeah. i'll scroll through it but like i fucking never post or i'll like always i'll think of something funny but then i'll be like i talk myself out of posting it and so it's like you know what i've been also thinking is just like people post so much bullshit all the time sometimes i just want to post something that's positive like here's a cool song or here's an interesting thing that i just read or like here's something good you know and just like 
send that out into the world and just kind of like, you know, I guess that's my brand. You know, I guess you're, you know, be authentic and just like be like, this is who you are. This is what you do. Well, like what's stopping you from posting that kind of stuff? Or oh, do yeah. You post I mean, that? that's that's what I, I mean. That's what I've been starting to do, you know, Good. and yeah. it's just about for me, though, it's just like getting in the habit of doing it, you know, because like I think a lot of people. They just grab onto it and they're like, this is great. I'm just going to post videos of me all the time. And I never do that. I never take like, oh, you know what I want to do right now? I want to take a picture of me. I have Here's to a like, selfie here. Here's remember. a selfie there. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and I think because, I mean, that's another thing about social media is you got to do it regularly because you get forgotten. You know, the, the way the algorithms are struck, like created, it's just like it's designed for you to create as much content as possible. Like people who have like kill it on Snapchat and Instagram, they're posting Twitter, you know, they're posting like four or five times a day and just like boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so it's like, I don't necessarily want to be someone like that where it kind of rules my life, but you know, thinking of something positive every day or just like some kind of piece of content and just like put it out there, especially like, I think, you know, cause songs take, sometimes can take forever i'm sure like videos you know for a week mm -hmm. you work you're sitting there editing shit and doing things so it's like you know like giving your fans or giving people just a little something something to like grab onto and, and to follow you know i think is uh is important and that's been a big part of like what i've been learning you know and, and you know i see like people like you or like abby you know our friend abby laurel who's a great visual artist and it just like people like you know, who are really owning like social media and just being like, this is my platform. This is how I reach people. And it's not superficial. I think everyone gets really angry, but it's like, you know, social media doesn't have to be superficial. It can be like, dude, you can connect to people all over the world. And there's nothing that says, you know, that that connection can't be legitimate. Obviously it's not the same as like when you can talk to someone in, in real life in person. But I think that, you know, I think it's just as valid of a of a form of connection to see other people's work and to see what other people are doing, you know, and mm -hmm. especially it's super inspiring. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always like just so inspired by what other people are doing. It's just like mm -hmm. get back on that grind. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think social media is is just like to go along with what you're saying is an extension mm -hmm. of a type of communication and the type of engagement with reality and with, you know, the greater consciousness or yeah. whatever it is like just the connection like the, the literal connections and the metaphysical connections that we make using social media as the platform for that mm -hmm. like i've i'm 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 of the camp of like virtual interactions are just as valid as in-person irl interactions if, yeah if not more valid sometimes like i've felt that way for a very long time <laughs> i was yeah. like i guess like an early adopter <laughs> <laughs> of like <clears throat> of like that mentality that like it's like ew online dating you actually do that i was just like bitch online dating is the shit yeah and it actually kind of makes more sense and it's less shady to me oh yeah than meeting some random ass person yeah <laughs> going to the don't club know who every the hell they are trying to like <laughs> yeah it's just like exactly and like no shade to either one i'm just being silly right now or am i but, <laughs> but no i like i i embrace social media i've like you know like my shirt says never log off for yeah. for a reason like it's not like part of it is jokey but another part of it is like a huge part of it is like the reality that it's okay to go from device to device, but at what cost? Yeah. Like if it, like if, like I, I think it can be problematic if like, you know, you're posting, not you, but like if people are posting like 8 million times a day and it becomes like this almost like obsessive, like identity exploration or 
whatever it is, um, or like promoting the product that they're paid to promote or like whatever, it's like whatever that reality is, um, there's always the chance that it like, it can start messing with you psychologically yeah. in ways that we don't even understand yet. I think, and I think that's like a beautiful thing. And I'm not, I'm not like trying to condemn that type of behavior or people that post a million times a day that are super quote unquote egotistical or whatever. Yeah. Like we all have egos and I think it's beautiful that people are embracing them. It's just, to me, it's like, that's <laughs> like if somebody has like an overboosted ego or whatever people like to call that, I'm like, you better make it entertaining as fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can be crazy into yourself. Just make it really cute. Yeah. And make sure we're <laughs> laughing and we're crying or we hate you or whatever, or yeah. whatever it is. It's like, make us feel something and then you can take as many selfies as you need to. Yeah. You know, but also like going back to like the posting a million times a day and keeping up with it. I like, I'm actually going through that right now where I'm like that struggle of like, that's not a struggle, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's a thought. It's a concern. Like, am I posting enough? Like I don't post daily on Instagram. I don't post daily on all social media, on, especially Twitter. Like I suck at Twitter. Uh -huh, I yeah. barely, like I said, I barely check it. I think it's valuable, but like, I just, I don't like the stream of information for me can be really intoxicating and make me like, makes me feel like kind of paranoid or something or or just like like i'm like the fear of missing out like fomo to me is so real oh really that like just opening twitter to me gives starts <laughs> to give me anxiety and the same exact thing for facebook yeah like i'm just like oh my god there's so much cool shit or there's so much like political shit or whatever it is uh -huh. that i just can't handle it so i just turn it off oh yeah but there's all these like like the algorithm too like so YouTube, there's some YouTubers that will say like, if you want to be big on YouTube or whatever, you have to post all the time and like use the hashtag, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get that. And I'm sure it is great for the algorithm, but I've realized, and I'm not saying I'll never change, yeah. but I've realized recently, it's like, I don't think I'm <clears throat> the type of person. I don't, it's not even the type of person, not even to generalize. I don't think that I can, I can't make a video every single day. Oh, and yeah. I probably could. I'm not going to say can't. I probably could. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah because that's a lifestyle it's like yeah it's yeah. like all i would be doing and it's like i don't want to be fucking crazy yeah and <laughs> and i'm not talking about anyone else like for myself i know i'd be insane because i already create a lot of stuff i don't release everything I, I make but i don't want to like i don't i don't want people to be ex i don't like this and this is totally my own self-projection of myself mm -hmm. but i don't want like to live in this like mentality of like, oh shit, people are waiting on me to produce and people are waiting on me to create things. And you know, like, I don't, I don't want people to be like, why didn't he post today? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure some people do that anyway. I'm just kind of like, whatever, that's their problem. Yeah. But it's more like a personal thing. Like I just like, I love to work on shit. I, that doesn't necessarily mean that people have to see every single thing that I do. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I have hundreds of songs that have never seen the light of day. No one's ever heard of them. Yeah. And except for me. And some of them are just crappy little beats mm -hmm. for 10 seconds. And then, but this stuff that is released, the stuff I'm most proud of and how that's realized is a whole different other process that sometimes take years. Yeah. But the daily thing, I can't. No. <laughs> that would drive me crazy. Oh, no. Honestly, it's it would drive me crazy. No, I see. Yeah. Some of these like daily vloggers, it's just like. Yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? That's all they do, man. Like, that's what you, you they, they just. Precare, that's like a lifestyle daily yeah. vlogging you know and because they're editing so like casey neistat you know his shit like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah he's just and it's well produced like that guy stays up fucking late wakes up fucking early yeah. and just make that's he bam, makes videos bam, bam. yeah and he's good at it and it's just one of those things where he's just like it's 
what to like, do. You, know? you be you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to watch all that. And, and I don't even have time to watch that kind of shit. Like, to watch someone's vlog every single fucking day? No. Like, I'm not going to listen to Even like, if you love them. Yeah, even if it's great. Like, yeah. I, I'm busy doing shit. I can't. I don't care about your life that much, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you're good at what you do, but I don't want to be like, Oh, that's cool. I'm watching what you did every single right. day, you know, but it's, I mean, that's just a personal thing, but yeah. Yeah. And, but it's fascinating how many people seemingly are into that, you know, oh, yeah. like, I don't think I'm into that either. Cause like, cause mm-hmm. there's some artists that I follow that I like, I love their work and stuff like that, but I really don't care about their personal life, honestly. And yeah. I'm sure people feel that way about me and that's fine. I don't expect people to care about what I ate for breakfast and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but like I like when I'm scrolling through my feeds and stuff like that, I try to. It's more. It's like I separated my Instagram. Like speaking of like how we market ourselves versus like personal life, and mm-hmm. you know, like I actually recently after watching several YouTube videos about how to market your your work, like your creative work on Instagram, like all these things were pointing to separate your personal life from your work if you oh, want to yeah. just promote your work, and that includes like following you know so they were like so separate so create a like if you're gonna do it on instagram if you're gonna do it on <laughs> allergies are like fuck you yeah. if you're gonna do it on instagram it's like put your work on one instagram that's like you know uh that's that's your art instagram yeah make it a business account if you can if you want to mm-hmm. um which basically enables analytics so you can see what people are responding to, how they respond, where they're, where they're looking at your stuff, when they're, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> when they're looking at your stuff, all that stuff. And then put your personal stuff on your personal Instagram and, and only follow like, it's like, yeah, if you want to see your friends like baby photos and stuff like that, keep that separate. If you want to do this whole like algorithm game, if you don't give a shit, then don't give a shit. Yeah. But I kind of gave a sh- I kind of do give a shit about like, you know, sometimes I just want to see art. Like I don't like I love my friends and I love my family and stuff, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like this is so shady, but I'm just like I don't want to see those damn baby photos all day. I don't. Like yeah. I honestly don't, and yeah. it has nothing like nothing against them. I just can't. Yeah. So I just want to see like paintings and sculptures and f- and photos, you know, yeah. and like the Inspiring latest shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just the art. I want to keep that separate. Like no Tino shade. I want to keep uh-huh. it separate. So I did that. And I unfollowed, like, I bet people got pissed, but I unfollowed, like, all of them. Even my really good friends, I unfollowed yeah. them on my art thing. But, and I just followed the artists and musicians that I admire. And some of them are, like, my friends and stuff. But um, And then my personal one, I followed all of my friends and family and baby photos and all that. Just, so that when I want that fix, yeah. I can go to that one and see the baby photos, yeah. which I do like that stuff in small spurts. Um, anyway, I'm getting off topic, but yeah. no, that's, no, no, that's no. kind of how I do I, I think I, I think that's real valuable because I'm, I'm the same way. Like, for instance... The, the way um, I've been trying to do Twitter, because Twitter, I was always like, who cares? I'm not a journalist, yeah. whatever. But what I've been really thinking about with Twitter is that Twitter is a good way to connect with people who you otherwise would never have a chance to talk to. And Instagram, too. Like, that's what kind of got me onto it, because it's like I had a uh, talk with my when, uh, my friend Dominique Davis, and he was talking about, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm on. He does, you know, VJing and creates video content. Um and he was like, yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's great because like I post stuff and, you know, I'll, I'll like comment on people's Instagrams and, you know, be like, wow, that's really cool. I, I do this. And then like sometimes when I'm in their city, I can hit them up and just be like, hey, I'm in town. And they're like, cool, let's hang out. Let's meet up. And it's like he gets connections through Instagram. I was like, what? People do that? That's how you can. Uh, like, oh, yeah. And so it's almost like I don't even really care because, I you know, I feel like a lot of the pro- like the issues people have with social media is the fact that it's like you're putting your, you know, 
your daily life on there. And it's like, you know, now that that's coming out, it's like, yeah, you don't need to put all your content out on the fucking internet. Like, mm-hmm. th- like I'll put, it's like, even if it's your personal Facebook account, it's like, remember, everything is being watched out there. It's all public. Don't put stuff out there that you don't want everyone in the world to know. Because even though you think it's kind of private, it's like, it's, it's not. not. And it's like with Instagram too. And it's like, you know what? I do like having my life being my life. Um, but it's like, you know, with Instagram and with Twitter, it's like, you know what though, this is for the part of me that I want to share with everyone, you know, not that I'm like hiding a bunch of shit, but yeah, it's like, I don't want everyone to know every single struggle or little, you know, thing going on in my life. But, um, especially like looking for like mentors and looking for people. It's like, I've been, you know, uh, so Gary Vaynerchuk, you know him? I don't think so. You no. check him out. He's really interesting. He does. A, he's like an entrepreneur. He's sometimes a little aggressive, but I kind of like it the way that he does. But he's all about like, you know, ways to use social media because he was one of the first people on YouTube to get big um, and to like monetize it because he started uh, he used to sell wine and shit. And so then he started making videos where he went on and just talked about wine and made like a little wine TV. And then he got popular because you know he has his style of talking and he says things about wine that you know your normal person like your normal sommelier would not say you know and so he got popular and then he got famous went on to late night and he was like this is in like the early 2000s you know mid 2000s when he was on like late night with conan o'brien people were like a youtuber got onto late night with conan just all he does is make YouTube videos, you know, and it's just like, and so, you know, and he's really successful with what he's done with that. And he talks about like one of his tricks is give, what does he say? He's like, give your buck 50 every single day. And what that means is like, go look up hashtags and spend the time and just comment on things. You don't, you're not like, he's like, don't spam. Don't be like, Hey, check out my track or like, Hey, check out my business, whatever, buy my shit. It's like, no, give something meaningful to the content. It's like, it's like, contribute yeah it's like and i was thinking about that it's just like that's what social media is supposed to be it was like forums back in the day it's like so i've been thinking about it and it's like dedicate a certain amount of time every day half hour whatever because don't you don't want it to consume your life but it's like give yourself a little bit of time to connect with other people on subjects that you like you know and so i started following like you know journalists that I uh, that I like reading about because it's like I'm thinking about you know I mean the biggest way that you kind of get my idea is that like the biggest way that you get your tracks out there is it's like you're not gonna get it by just you know posting it on Facebook and SoundCloud it's like you got to get someone who has a lot of followers to hear it you know someone who has a much wider range of people who pay attention to them and so you know you got to get it out there so it's like you know what and but instead of trying to just like spam them it's like I'm gonna find those people the ones that I vibe with because, you know, I think they would like what I do and I like what they do and then just comment on their shit, you know, repost them and just add to the community of what they do. And it's like by doing that, you know, and especially with like my idea is that like with music journalists, like even like Pitchfork, everyone reads Pitchfork, but like very few people are following the writers of Pitchfork. And yet these people have all the power in a way. The Pitchfork or journalists and so it depends on the publication. Most of them, I don't really like, but I like a few of them, you know, like, uh, you know, and so that's kind of, but it's like the idea is you add your two cents, you know, throw a little comment there, throw a little comment there. And even then by doing that, you get visibility to other people. Like he was saying, if you're make, if you make a Rihanna remix, right. Mm -hmm. Type in hashtag Rihanna, 
and then find relevant topics where there are people talking about Rihanna's music and not just like Rihanna, fuck who and blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> like just find the things that really matter and then add to the conversation. Say something meaningful, like people's comments, you know, repost their comments if you like them. And then people will be like, oh, who's that? And they click on you. And then he was even say, saying, I don't know how to do this, but he's like, make it just jump straight to your remix or something when they click on your IRL or whatever, or URL. Um, yeah, make, like make it your bio. Yeah, and then people just go like, oh, cool, this is a sweet remix. And then, you know, it's just like little thing like that. Um, and that's kind of been a thing where it's like, that's what I want to do and kind of, you know, tell your story. Post something about like something real about what you feel passionate about, you know, because that's his whole thing. He's like, really... There's whatever fucking weird, crazy, twisted thing you're into. There's a market for that. It may you may not make a billion dollars, but you may make fifty thousand. You know, just off being the guy who's into frogs, and it's like everyone else who's into frogs is gonna pay attention to you, and then you can turn that into something. You know, yeah. it's like it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be Kim Kardashian. You could just be like someone is like, and now you make all your money from just liking frogs. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that shit wasn't possible a long I'm time I'm going to change my career now. Yeah. I, See, now you can finally follow your dreams. How did you know that I'm obsessed yeah. with frogs? <laughs> <laughs> this music thing is just a fucking sham. Yeah, like this it's all leading shit. up to the frog I, moment. <laughs> this I, is it. It was, I was just doing it because I thought it was popular PC music yeah. and shit. <laughs> following that wave but now it's frogs now it's frogs yeah it's frogs because that's the crest man well i can say this so in my experience like you know my my music is very small but a small you know there's a very niche group of like underground club people that know certain things i made whatever Mm -hmm. take that as you will um but what i noticed in my experience is like when i started doing bootleg remixes like speaking of like a rihanna remix or something when I like one of my first tracks that kind of took off a little bit on SoundCloud, I had a little bit of clout. Yeah, <laughs> on SoundCloud, and not, I'm not talking about millions. You know, I'm talking about like thousands. You uh-huh. know, so yeah. Anyway, so I did a a, a remix of "Stupid Ho" <laughs> by Nicki Minaj. Yeah, and that was one of the first tracks, if not, that's probably the track that like kind of like jump started my tiny music career. Like. And, you know, like it got my name a little bit out there more than just make, like you said, like making my own tracks and that yeah. kind of thing. And I didn't, it's weird. It's like, I, I, I remember exactly what happened, but I basically stayed up all night and I was like, this song is fire and I want like the original version. And I was like, I'm going to, I don't care what it takes and what I, what kind of things I need to put aside. I'm going to make a fucking remix. So I made this remix. I put it out the next day or like the same day. I don't remember what it was. It was, it was, <laughs> it was like relevant. Okay. Yeah. In terms of time. And then that shit somehow, you know, got in the, and this is like before, like, I don't even think Instagram existed. Oh, okay. Or yeah. It was like, and it's like really it was, early. It, well, yeah, it existed. It, it, yeah, was, it, it was, was very early. But it wasn't the dominating. Yeah. You know? Like I think it was like 2012 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't like the hugest. Anyway. So yeah, that was, that was a lesson in just like, and so anyway, so I took that, I was like, oh, okay, if I'm timely about it and, and you know, and I, I don't think I was even using hashtags. I just like it, people would probably just search for remix yeah, of stupid, stupid hoe and there weren't that many. Like I remember checking SoundCloud and being like, bitch, I'm going to get my shit on there now. Yeah. So I'm going to be the number one. Uh-huh. And then it became, I don't think it was like number one, but it weirdly like not even a couple hours after I posted, like I just noticed that like the plays were way more and likes and all that comments and all way more than I had gotten on any of my shit that I spent 
like years working on yeah. my, my heart and soul was put into these other tracks. <laughs> I have like 37 plays. I was just like, really? Yeah. And then the track that I spent, you know, eight hours on in one night or whatever, and it's, it's not even the best produced track. It just, it, it was just relevant. Yeah. Anyway, long story long, that was kind of this lesson. Like do some shit that's relevant. That's within your style. Like don't just do some like, yeah. like for me at least, like don't like Ben, don't do something that's just riding the wave of the trend. Mm-hmm. Like do something that will th- catapult it into something that's different. That sh- like you said, that shows off like who you are as a person, like who, like what makes that song, I like h- how you identify with it yeah. versus just throwing a beat on something and just be like, this is my track now. Like yeah. we said earlier, like I was like, I'm going to make a juke version because I love juke. I love like really like I love footwork music. I'm going to yeah. make it kind of oh, like yeah. a footwork hybrid, like really sharp and precise and minimal. Uh huh. Um, just like chopped up really just like haphazardly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I laugh when I play that track now. Cause I'm just like, man, this track is re- like the bass is way too loud. Yeah. And one time I played it, <clears throat> excuse me. One time I played it and like the table was shaking so much <laughs> that my entire setup, I had to hold it physically <laughs> and like, you know, like the jog wheels on my DJ things were like, were moving and like fucking it up <laughs> and it was moving off of the table because of the sub bass. I also heard that that system was like the same system that Skrillex just used or something. Oh my god! It was like this crazy like it was the biggest system I probably well one of the big anyway. Uh, <laughs> I started making these boot. I made like yeah, one yeah, for yeah. a Millie, um, the Lil Wayne track. Mm-hmm. I made one that one did pretty well on SoundCloud and you know, yeah, you know I just started making these and like <laughs> that's what I that's what my music in the small niche in the small amounts of numbers that's what my music became known for, um, and then. But then I was like, you know, I want now that I have a small audience for what I'm doing, I want to I want people to hear my other shit now because I don't just want to like rip other people's tracks and be like socially relevant for five minutes or whatever. Sure. Like that stuff is cute. I'm not knocking it, but I don't want to just be known for that because it's not all of like again being authentic. Yeah. It's not authentically like I don't just follow what's the latest pop song. I'm about to remix it the next day. Like I don't want to be known for that. No, for sure. You know, like I want people to also hear my shit that I've been working on for the last six years. If I have to force it down their throat somehow subtly, I will I'll yeah. find that way <laughs> so, to do it. So uh, I'll find that way. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will find that way to do it. So yeah, it's no, but I mean that just yeah. that alone gets people to pay attention to you. You know, yeah. I, I was actually there was a chick that was on a uh, Gary Vaynerchuk thing that um, you know she became sort of an intern or something, but she got big. She had like maybe a thousand followers on YouTube, but then she made a video actually sort of parodying Casey Neistat and his style, but like in a exactly loving who way. You're talking about. Yeah. And then she did that and then it blew up. And then but then people go on there and they say, oh, this is funny video. Who's this person? Yes. Oh, they have a bunch of cool shit. You know, yeah. and it's like, that's another way. It's like, you know, you click on, the, oh, this is a whack-ass remix. This is great. You know, and then you like fucking click on it. And then you're like, who, what What else? Because, you know, here's something really weird. And then you're like, what the fuck else do they make? You know, like, yeah. what does this sound like? You know, and so I think that's a great, like, tactic, you know. Yeah. And RuPaul says this a lot. He's like, somebody, he's like, somebody turns 18 every single day. And what he means by that is like, somebody is ravenously looking for some new shit every yeah. single day and you might be that oh, person wow. for them in that day and i think about that you know and i guess my general approach is like i don't i don't want to necessarily like i'd be okay with like something like blowing up or here and there like oh shit like how did my thing get viral like that would be cute i'm not yeah. against that and i'm not about saying like sell out any of that i don't care about any of that those judgments it's like those kind of things like f- like getting i think luck has a lot to do with it yeah but also just like 
I think building an audience slowly and surely, like I was raised, my dad raised me with the, with the concept of like slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Like that echoes in my mind. It used to like terrify me. And I was like, yeah, but I want my shit to explode now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Life yeah. is short. Where's my millions? <laughs> exactly. But I think what he meant, like, I guess like talking about like social media and promotion and stuff like that is like honing in on who you're, like you said, like honing in on who your audience is, who you are as a person is number one. Like authenticity oh, is number sure. one. And if, and know like what your process is, at least experiment with it and stuff like that. And then the people will come if your shit is quality and they can sense that you're putting your heart into what you do. Yeah. You know, like I, it's, it's like my best, it's, it's the advice that I give to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I, I say it on my, well, not a lot of people, but someone's like, how do I do this? I'm just like, be you, you know? Yeah. Um, and not, I, I'm not a motivational speaker, YouTube or whatever, but like on my YouTube, like I will say certain things because I'm like, I know some people that are trying to like figure out who they are as a person, how to be authentic. There's an art to that too. But it's like, if like, I don't like blowing up is great. I mean, I, I ramble a lot, no, so I apologize, no, but no, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, so like, like getting viral and all that shit, like that's wonderful for what it is. But if you're not part of that really like lucky ass few, yeah. Like, don't worry if your shit is not growing super fast or whatever. It's like, just be you, do the things that you want to do and show that you are really interested in what you want to do and that you have, like, characteristics that are, you know, that people can commend you for. If it's yeah. your humor or if it's, you know, like, your precise editing or your sound quality, like, whatever it is, it's like, package that nicely and... The, the gifts will come to you. The rewards will come to you. And, and it may not be money, but you never know if that one person that clicked on that Rihanna tag is the one that's like, like, I work for Rihanna. I'm looking for the next remix to put on her next remix album. Or, yeah. like, like you just got to be lucky as fuck. Oh, yeah. But put yourself out there and release shit. But I mean, yeah. I think what happens is like, if you really want, like most of these people who like go viral, it's like, where, where are they now? It's like the one hit wonder thing. You exactly. Know? It's like most of them aren't ready for it. You're super fucking famous all of a sudden. You rake it in. Uh, you know, you get some speaking engagements. And for one year, maybe six months, you're famous. And then gone. You know, who cares? And I think, but some of them stuck around. And I think those are the ones who were like, you know, they had been working on it. And, you, you know, there's no such thing as overnight success. You know, like, I mean, like Louis C.K., I think I first heard about him. He got like a viral video where he got interviewed. But turns out he had been making movies and doing stand up for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, one video blew up. And now he's, then he, for a while there, he was, you know, on par for being basically the greatest comic of a generation, you know? Um, and I think that happened with a lot of people where it's just like, if you're not, like, if you're not authentic with who you are and creating good content regularly, when you, if you do accidentally get viral, you know how to ride that shit because you're like, cool. You put your time I got in. Plenty where that came from. Like that was. Oh, I I I made that one in a night. <laughs> and it's I, been marinating and I, for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take a whiff. Take the a whiff. Juices that are gonna come out of this one. Uh, <laughs> and and I think that's how you turn like a five year career into a twenty, you know, a fifty year career. It's like, it's that slow and steady and not worrying about it, but just being like, you know, I make things, you know, with the same level of care. If only five people are listening to it or like a million people, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think 
And it's really good to hear that, you know, because I think I think about that all the time. And it's really mm-hmm. easy to get frustrated and lost, especially it's just like, mm-hmm. man, who the hell is that guy? Like some 18 year old kid just popped up. They got like six three, million followers. Yeah, I was what like, the fuck? shit, like, <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in my bedroom, just like playing my shows. <laughs> you know, like, my shit's genuine, too. Yeah, what I the fuck? <laughs> no, but I think it, I think it's real. And I think uh, and I think because it, it's like I, I wonder, like, if I had had a track that did pop off just thinking about like who I am and what I'm going through now. I wonder like if I was 19 or when I first started making tracks, I think I was 22 and I had like my first song went on there and someone heard it and it blew up and I got a million followers. Mm. Like what would I have done though? I might not have done shit. I might've freaked out and been like, you know, I wouldn't have had anything to back up cause I didn't have any chops back then. It's like now I have chops. Now I know what I'm doing. And by forcing myself to do this, I know, you know, it's like going back to the story. I'm, I've started to learn about why am I doing this shit, you know? Because I think if you don't have a why, like there's a saying, it's like, um, I think it's Nietzsche, where it's like the person who knows their why or their why can deal with any how or something like that is basically like if you know why you're doing something, you can deal with anything, anything. that life throws at you. Yeah. It's like because it gets hard. Like life is hard as fuck, and especially music and art, you know, and it's like. It's brutal. You know, I mean, actually, I did want to ask you about this. You, you made a RA mix. And, uh-huh. like, damn. Like, I didn't realize people were throwing some shade as fuck. Did, yeah. th- how did you deal with that? Were you kind of like... Oh, my God. Were you laughing at it? Because, I mean, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm laughing at it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it because was Because it's like... It was brutal. Yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, I'm not so... Like, I am a very emotional person. I'm super sensitive. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like nothing shocks me. Like, anyone who knows me has heard me say this at nauseam. Like, yeah. I, like, you know, some people are like, nothing shocks me. Yeah. I'm not, a, you know, I'm, I'm so like derailed from con. I'm just like, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm like, like everything shocks me. Uh-huh. <laughs> everything shocks me. Everything excites me. Everything makes me, not everything, but like, I'm very sensitive. No, I know Point what you being. mean. Yeah. So when, the, so like, if anyone listening um, doesn't know what happened, like, like basically resident advisor did a piece um called the online in wait, underground the online underground yes yeah, the piece like by that. adam harper mm-hmm. uh, there's so there's a written piece about this movement of music and visual art mostly music like club music yeah in particular um which involved labels like pc music um my label hashtag feelings and just like other people that are like sophie and they're just like artists that are um producing this like really bizarre club music and, and how this traction that especially Sophie and PC Music started to get. Yeah. And kind of how that happened and like how it's queer and it's um, it's colorful. Yeah. It's very like fuck you, you know, to to the it's, mainstream. It's ironic in a lot of ways. It's too. ironic. It's yeah. not serious in some way. It's serious. It's serious in some ways. In other ways, it's totally just like, is it serious? Yeah. I don't know. And we're not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you to piss you off and it's going to work. Yeah. And it did work. Anyway, so I so they asked me to do a podcast to go with that written article. And they basically were like, just put on the prompt was like, put on whatever you want. Um, you don't have to follow the article and what's in the article. And I was like, I'm probably going to put stuff in the article in my podcast anyway, just cause I like that shit. Like that's yeah. what I play. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, you know, I made this podcast and, um, I like, I don't even follow, like I like resident advisor, but I don't follow it too closely Yeah. and I'm not against it. I just like, don't follow it too yeah. closely. I see it here and there on Instagram and that, but, um, so I didn't know how rabid, their commenters are. Oh yeah. And they're so critical, hypercritical. Oh, yeah. So they post this podcast and like, I wake up the next day, like, you know, 
rubbing my eyes to like, there's so many comments. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> but I didn't, I thought it was going to be like people being like, oh, you did such a, such a good job. No, no, it was the opposite. It was actually like, and you can like just Google for anyone listening, just Google Ben Aqua resident advisor. You'll see all the comments. I think there's like 180 comments or yeah, something. Yeah, it's crazy. Basically I created like, like accidentally created like the most like terrifyingly awful podcast for their listeners. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't mean, you know, to like hurt anybody's feelings and like for them to like threaten me because, you know, I had a different aesthetic than them. I really was just posting. I made I specifically made this mix, the the crowd of people that I was playing and all the tracks. I purposefully made them either um, I could either download them for free off of Bandcamp which is kind of a fuck you to like the elitists that are yeah. like, you only get tracks, real tracks from Beatport oh, or whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know, like that kind of mentality. I don't subscribe to, I'm just kind of like, bitch, I'm going to get some free shit off of SoundCloud and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I love it when people just send me their tracks and their demos. Like, I love that shit. So I was like, every track has to be free or easily accessible off of SoundCloud, Bandcamp, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, make this mix, piss a bunch of people off. People are basically like, this kid comes in here and thinks that he knows everything about music or <laughs> and like what? this kid needs to stop making music. I mean, it was almost like YouTube level like yeah. hatred. Oh, of yeah. Just like like it basically be like the kill yourself yeah. of like comment. <laughs> and I was just I was terrified. I was yeah. terrified. But like but being coached through like my ex husband, like he was he was with me the entire time. He's oh, just okay. like He's like you. He's like own everything that you're doing, and the and he taught me that one of the biggest lessons. It almost brings like a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah. To think about this, but he taught me that just like art, art necessarily does not need to be the best thing ever or the most successful thing ever. Like and and talking about success with art, like that was a lesson in that just because not everybody loved it. Yeah. In fact, it was quite the opposite. People yeah. hated it. Yeah. Like hated it. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was <laughs> offensive to people. Yeah. And then I was super offended by these comments. Like, Oh my God, I should stop making like, I actually questioned, I was like, Oh, wow. I don't think I should be DJing anymore because this could be the end of my career. Like I know a lot of people will like read this shit and see anyway, but he was just like, he's like, keep going. Like you have to keep going. The fact that so many people passionately responded, even if it was negative, yeah. The fact that so many people responded makes you successful and makes, and like, it's like, don't even think like, you don't need all the likes and comments. If people are responding to it with passion, that means that you did something right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. there is no right and wrong, but that is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, like, so I think about that a lot, actually. Like, I'm like, if I start to feel this kind of like premonition of like, oh man, people aren't going to like this and people, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I'm just kind of like, wait, 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 you know, stop the record. Like, just do it because you believe in it mm -hmm. and don't try to do it to hurt anybody. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to do that. But it's like, if you're going to do something, it's going to offend somebody, yeah. you know, like somebody out there, it doesn't matter how much, how authentic or how much of your heart is in it. Like, it's like somebody out there is going to be like, fuck you <laughs> yeah. and your authenticity and your fake ass bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, it's just the way the world works. But in my experience, like 99% of people don't throw shade and 99% of the people are like rooting for you, even if mm -hmm. it's one person that likes your song that has four views or whatever mm -hmm. like that one person is like do it do it do it do it yeah. do it those are the voices we have to listen to absolutely like, i know it's kind of a long story but like that's the resident advisor thing was such like a awakening thing yeah and 
to all like <laughs> to all like the haters that were all like like fuck you like kill yourself stop making music you kid that just started listening to music and got a cracked version of FL Studio I was like bitch I've been producing music since I was 13 yeah okay like don't tell me about kid just doing this I was like and don't say that word kid negatively either because that shit's fucked up yeah anyway but yeah I was just like fuck you I'm gonna do what I want I believe in it and thank you for propelling a little bit of my career too because any press is good press exactly you know even though it was all negative comments like you know other publications started were like who's ben aqua like yeah that was actually because of their hateful comments i was put on a small you know on this little bit of the ladder with like my name was all of a sudden in the same sentence as ag cook and pc music and sophie yeah and shit like that in a way that it wasn't before I'm not trying to brag. That's just what happened. No, no, like, for sure. Were written. No, I was I've, like, okay. And the thing is, like, well, I mean, you look at the differences, like Fact Mag versus Resident Advisor, and you know, in a lot of ways, I prefer Fact Mag just because. But like, Fact Mag made put your mix on their recommended of the week, you know, yeah. and then Resident Advisor, you know, Resident Advisor, the people who comment on that shit. Like, I mean, it's easier to look back with context now. I'm sure at the moment it you came out, it was very difficult to see that but like you also kind of realize that the dudes who do that they're all like these stodgy fucking snooty techno djs who just want to hear the same old shit and it's just like and techno is such a dude cult you know like cis dude cult like nerds man and and not to hate on i love techno but it's also like it can get real bad and especially a lot of people who comment on there and it's just like and that was kind of the point of that type of music. It's like PC music, dude. I don't, I, I, I did you ever talk to them? Have you ever like reached oh, yeah. out? Uh-huh. Cause I bet you they could have at the same time been like, yeah, we get so much hate all the time, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. cause I, you play, I, I love, one of the things I love about PC music is you can play a song for people and you legit, it, it's so hard to tell whether a person will like, cause they're either going to love it or they're going to like hate it. Clear the like, dance floor. Yeah, it's either yeah. like going to like you play it for even just a friend. You're like, Oh, check this out. They're either going to be like, oh, or they're going to be like, Oh, turn this. Sh- what like the actual. The fuck? Fuck? Yeah. Like this sucks. Turn it off. Turn it like, turn it off. Like that's the, yeah. you're right. That's the kind of music where people come up like, you need to change this. Kill now. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing this music. Stop your career now. Stop everything yeah. you're doing. Stop, you quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but you're, it's you're like, a worthless piece of shit for know, this. thank you i feel like some of them though they made that music so that someone would come up and tell them to quit making music and it's like no <laughs> you know middle yes. finger <laughs> and it's even a bigger fuck you that it became successful that that aesthetic became yeah. so prominent and i think a lot of the hateful comments just come from negativity and and honestly like jealousy of pc music and that scene that is delivering something fresh and unique uh-huh. and like some of the comments on there were straight up like like there was this one woman on Facebook that just went the fuck off on like why she didn't get to do a podcast. And she's like, I've been doing A, B, and C music, not PC music, but like I've been like doing like techno music or whatever it was for like 15 years. And yeah. then this kid comes, <laughs> this kid comes out of nowhere. I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't even need to say anything. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't respond to anything. Yeah. That was another thing I talked to uh, my ex-husband. About. I was like, do I need to respond to this shit? And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, let this machine, this machine is going. This steam engine is off the rails. Yeah. Don't feed it. Yeah. Let it go wherever the fuck it goes and just do what you do. In fact, do what you do, but do it even crazier. Like, like if you're all about doing shit that is so-called avant-garde or whatever you think it is. Yeah. Do it 200,000 times more the next yeah. time. Not to piss people off, but because people are responding to it, 
you're doing something right. So mm-hmm. keep doing it and do it even crazier. Oh, like, yeah. don't do some boring ass shit. Don't do some safe stuff. Not trying to talk shit. Just don't do it. Like, yeah. do you and do yeah. it 2000%. And if anyone says, if anyone says that you're doing it wrong and you're not intentionally trying to hurt them, like, that's their problem. Yeah. Someone's got to, it's like that whole thing. It's like a bigger philosophy that, if, if someone has a problem with you, that's their problem. That's yeah. not your problem. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it your problem for some reason. That's their shit, though. Like, yeah. don't waste your energy trying to figure them out or trying to please them. Like, we're not going to we're not gonna please every person in this earth with the things that we do. And <laughs> once I came to that, not conclusion, but once I came to that realization in my life many years ago, I was just like, I don't care. Like, I this is meaningful to me and the people that I admire and respect respond to it at the club or whatever it is. And yeah. So thank you haters for yeah. starting my <clears throat> career. <laughs> no, in a way, you know, you know? I, a, a thing that I've been really taking to heart too, is I was starting to look back at, you know, the moments when, you know, I have gotten insulted or something like that in terms of my music or just like, you know, someone tells you that they don't like it or this is bad, you know, even though I feel like it's good, that almost in a way it fires me up. Because it's like, you know what, like, I, I'm going to get so good that you can't say shit. Like, it's like people like Skrillex get so many haters, but oh, yeah. dude, Skrillex fucking amazing. He like, if you look at what he did, the guy propelled himself. He made that like you can look back and it's like, yeah, I mean, a lot of things came together at the same time. But like Skrillex made that shit like he built that himself. And whether you like it or not, you have to respect that he made that, you know, and you can be like, it's not tech, which I think it is pretty damn technical what he does. It's not easy to make it. And he defined a sound that was his own. Yeah. okay, you spend all your time, you know, making music and trying to get good at making, you know, some techno. And that's cool. But it's like you're just trying to do what other guys have done, you know, and trying to master tricks that they already made up. And it's like. Make up your own trick. It's not as easy as you think it is, you know, or as you like to make it out. And everyone likes to, yeah, throw heat, but it's also like, you know, find your find your sound and like And own it. Own it, you know? And 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 I think that like, you know, finding that challenge, like it's really inspiring to see that, you know, because it's like you didn't turn it off, you know, and like let don't like don't let the haters win. You turn it up, exactly. <laughs> You're like how much, like, how loud does this get? Let's yeah, see what this button. What yeah. does this button oh, do? Y'all hate me. All right, let's see how like you know what? <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm gonna keep doing like almost. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like learning to reframe it in terms of like, oh, this is hard. That means that I'm doing the right thing. You know, oh, there are people who respond negatively to me. I mean, and you also got to think about who you're making it for. Like, you know, obviously none of these people on Resident Advisor hating on you are your friends. They're not your target audience, you know, like and it's just you, and it's just like you got to look back at how many amazing artists there are who are inspiring to you who were also like completely people are vehemently hate them, you know, and it's just like. Trent Reznor, you know, like guys like that. It's just like people like he's so inspiring to me. And yet, like, dude, that guy got some hate. So many people. And it's just like all these amazing musicians, Apex Twin, like people who are so well regarded now. It's like people you look back in the day, people were throwing so much shade. And it's like, you know what? You have now joined the ranks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah. Yeah, You know, whatever you do, some people 
fear the unknown. Yeah. They fear the challenge of having to change what is what is the fabric of their being. And for some people, myself included, music is a very big part of that fabric. Music oh, yeah. and creativity and art, visual art, all that stuff as a bundle is part of my soul and my heart. So so that's why like when that resident advisor when I got that hate, it tore my fabric too. Uh-huh. It really did. It was it was humbling in a really like shitty way for like <laughs> half a day. I was really terrified. I really thought I was like, this is it. I'm not, like, yeah. why do I need to make music? People vehemently don't like what I do. That was such a learning experience. So like, like cut to now, like some, like you're like, it's funny. Like that happened in like 2014 yeah, or 13 or 14. It was at least Something three like years 15, ago, maybe, maybe right? 15. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. it was years ago it was and people still out, ask yeah. me about that. And like, I'm like reminded of like, Oh yeah. Like it's, it's interesting to look back at a time which seems like this weird, almost like whether it's your career or your life, like a, like a defining kind of moment that you remember vividly because it's like, again, it's like that the whole challenge thing. It's like, I like a good challenge. I don't want to be challenged all the time, but life forced me to be challenged by that. Yeah. But it was a, but it was like, do I, you know, do I just like give in and be like, fuck it. Okay. I'm stopping. Okay. I, I give in like no more music is to be made by me and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> or does it, or like, where, like, where am I now? Like where, where, where do we go from there kind yeah. of thing? And I'm now I'm thankful that that happened, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not embarrassed about it. Like I'm really proud of that mix. And I'm, I'm so proud of like how all the artists, like some of the artists on there have gotten, you know, propelled into almost the mainstream at this point like sophie is blown the fuck up since yeah. then not because of the mix like sophie was already big when that mix happened mm-hmm. um but just like how artists evolve and like i'm so proud of that like yeah <laughs> like i don't yeah people can throw shade people throw me hilarious comments on youtube like about like the way i look and like <laughs> i i joke about it. like i it's like taking taking the darkness and flipping it around yeah like you said it's like creating a new little language for those haters to all of a sudden have to be forced to watch yeah and then like i in one of my videos like somebody totally like you know i, wear, I got my backwards hat and my like obnoxious glasses or whatever and i'm just like i don't give a fuck i look cute yeah um, so <laughs> yeah. you can tell me that i look stupid and i don't care anymore like mm-hmm. i don't care um but to take to flip it and reverse it um, I, I, at the beginning of one of my videos about cameras or whatever it was, I, I was just like, so I got this comment, I put the comment front and center yeah. on my video and I was just like, this person did not like my backwards hat and my glasses. So I thought I'd put on more hats for them. And I took out like two <laughs> extra hats. Yeah. You saw that one? So yeah. So yeah. it's like messing with those people. And I'm sure that enraged whoever it was, maybe they, you know, whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't even care. At that point, it's more like. What can you take, like, how can you take that darkness and turn it into... Flip it. Flip yeah. it and, and, and make, and give someone some enjoyment out of it. And in, and in my in my opinion, if that person really, like, they were challenged by my look for whatever reason. And yeah. That, that's their shit. But if they can, if I hope that people like that can see, like, this kind of positive and funny twist. It's very sarcastic and it's probably, you know, there's a little bit of, there's a lot of sarcasm, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably offensive. But I hope that people like that or anybody watching can see that I took, you know, I'm not saying I'm a saint or whatever. It's just like a small thing, but that I took that darkness and I flipped it. Yeah. I, I want, I want to live by my conviction that like, yes, life throws some shit at you and it sucks sometimes. And it's out of our control. Almost a hundred, like a hundred percent of the time it's out of our control, Yeah, but we can control how we respond to it. So in most of the time we can, <laughs> unless we're under some psychotic rage, but if not, how can you take something like a resident advisor podcast or when someone, you know, 
drives by you with a puddle and douses you with that muddy ass disgusting water how can you take that and make it into a hilarious video mm-hmm. or a post on instagram where you're just oh, like yeah fuck the world lol yeah or you know it's like what like you were mentioning taking something and turn like there's a lot of negativity out there um and how do i like how do you put yourself positively out there on facebook like i you just want to post a song that brings you happiness or Today I ate a really delicious stack of blueberry pancakes yeah. and I wanted to share the feeling that it, you know, the happiness that brought me, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm rambling. No, no, that's good. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really important, uh, especially like with music. Cause I, I just finished this book called the obstacle is the way. And it's all about that. It's like pretty much everyone who's successful, like all the greats that we remember, like all of them, what they all have in common is that they took a challenge and instead of being like, woe is me or this sucks. They're gonna like no. When the shit is like hits the fan, that's the good shit. That's when you find the thing. It's like that's what defines you. That's what makes you big. You know, a lot of times uh, I heard that, you, like people, um, like whatever that really big your big conflict is. You know, for a lot of people, say like a certain trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's a big thing for them, that becomes their guiding light. That becomes where they are able to help because it's like, oh, I experienced this trauma when I was a child, mm-hmm. and then that ends up turning into. I created a foundation where I help other people through that trauma and I help millions of people deal with that kind of shit because I went through that. And it's like, you know, eventually they get to a point where like I wouldn't change anything. You know, it's not like I would wish that on anyone, but going through that make like gave me a mission, gave me what I do, you know, and it's always like it's learning to to see like when sh- sh- like bad shit happens to you. Yes, get excited because that means you can flip it. It's like that's an opportunity to turn it into something big. It's like when the market crashes, it's like instead of freaking out, oh, I'll just buy a bunch of cheap stock, you know? Everything's cheap now. Like cool. You know, and I think that's uh I think that's really inspiring that like, you know, to hear how you how you flip that and to think that like, you know, it, just to hear that like for my own mind, you know, because it's like it's real thing. While I haven't really experienced it yet to to think, you know, like it's out there and it very well may happen to me, you know? And it's like, I'm sure you didn't experience it before that. Right. Like, um, I mean, related to my artwork and music and stuff. No, not at that level. Not at that level. I got a couple like hateful comments on YouTube, Yeah, (laughs) but like, (laughs) no, not really. No, No, for the most part, it was just like, you know, just kind of like nice track, bro. Like that kind of stuff. And one thing I wanted to, one thing I wanted to add to what you're saying, like, like going through these kind of like traumatic things and, like with our career or personal life, whatever it is, like I read, um, I read a, uh, a, a quote by like, by Thich Nhat Hanh, like the, um, uh, he's, you need, if you don't know who he is, he's, he's just like a philosopher and like, he's like, who, who's that? Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh? Yeah. Like he was a, uh, like he was a Buddhist monk. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Like if you go to like any like self-help slash like eastern philosophy section of a bookstore all of them will basically be his book and like i i didn't read like super deep into a lot of his teachings and stuff but like one thing i like he talks about suffering and uh-huh. and compassion and and one thing that really stuck out to me um was like through because he went through some shit i mean oh, yeah. life like <laughs> he didn't he didn't just post a resident advisor podcast and get <laughs> yeah. some hateful comments i mean he had like like people killed around him and he was like you know, trying, he's getting, he's trying to under, get people to be like, you have to be present with your pain and your understanding and to make peace. That's yeah. how you make peace. And war is not the answer kind of thing. You need to read up on him. He's amazing. But he talks about compassion and he's like, sometimes he's like, 
sometimes you have to go through, I'm butchering him, <laughs> so, but sometimes you have to go through the deepest suffering to learn how to be compassionate and to know who you are as a person. So, and I, I'm not trying to be like a martyr or anything. Like I'm like, I, there's been a lot worse that's happened to a lot of people in Absolutely, this world than yeah. like a, a podcast going wrong. But that's one thing that I did learn from that experience and like other experiences in my life where like I was really questioned of like, I felt like I was being challenged by life and life was threatening me in some ways, you know, most of that's internal though. Yeah. Most of that is our reaction in my opinion, just to like how we view the situation because we can view it as, Oh shit, my career is over or we can view it as people are listening. I need to amp this the fuck up. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. You flip it and reverse it, yeah. you know, like how can I twist this reality back and almost create like a new, a newer language. Like you, you talked about this earlier, actually like, like creating a new language, hopefully that people can't even respond to with hatred because they don't know what the fuck is going on. I feel so successful if, um, if some like if I create something that I feel like is almost this alien kind of quality to it, and yeah. not like I'm better than anyone else or I'm from another planet kind of thing, but more just like I created something that was that I feel like is unique and yeah. authentic to me, that makes me feel successful. And I, I know I'm rambling, but like the whole like compassionate, com- compassionate, yeah. um, compassion and suffering thing, and like going through these things that try you, like why whatever it is, small or big, yeah, you know, being able to like walk away from that in a way. Um, where we can almost reward ourselves and hopefully the world and make like an impact on someone else's life, whether it's one or a million or whatever it is. Like, I think that is, that to me feels like that's what makes me feel alive and here and present. And like, we're in this moment yeah. kind of vibes. Yeah. No, totally. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I, yeah, like I don't. I'm not like trying to be like I'm woke as fuck. Yeah, like, so yeah, woke. Like, I'm like Ben Aqua hovering. hashtag woke. Yeah, dog. like y'all can't hear it, but I'm I'm actually like. I'm, I'm floating yeah. right now. <laughs> like It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, my feet never touch the ground yeah. because the ground is not worthy. His, his, his clothes have all presence. been replaced by beams of light. <laughs> it, it, and it's weird because like, I feel like some of these things that I've learned are like, to me, they're not like rocket science, but I feel like in a, in a fucked up way, I had to go through certain experiences that tried me and tried my existence, yeah. with my creative work and my, and my <clears throat> personal life in order to be who I am and mm-hmm. that's who I am. And like you said, like, I don't like some things I don't regret. Like it, it would, it sucks that it happened really, really deeply. Yeah. But I've like who I am now is that's who I am now as a result of all this stuff. That's who everybody is as, as a result of all this shit that's happened to them. Good, bad, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I try to, you know, if I sense that somebody's struggling with something, you know, I, I try to be like, don't stop if I believe in it. You yeah. Know, if I if I'm genuinely like, no, you got like you got this. Like, don't let other people or how many likes and followers and all that. Like, don't let that shit fucking you know. Don't let that distort you creating and doing something that you feel like you should be doing. Yeah. You know. And all like like I said this in my recent YouTube video. I don't know if you saw, it, but like I was like the rewards will come. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll the come. Apple thing, right? But you, the Apple thing was nice. Yeah. yeah. In the Apple video, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. One of my uh one of my songs was released on an apple was licensed for an apple for an apple yeah like shot on iphone commercial yeah yeah, which is fucking insane yeah but in that video i talk about how like like long story short like i i made that song in 2013 and then five years later surprise yeah (laughs) you know and i didn't walk up to apple to tell them that like i work with a company who licensed it and one of the people because i made my never log off shirt one of the people at that company 
like somehow found that shirt and loves the shirt and was like, Hey, how about that Ben Aqua track for the Apple, you know, proposal or whatever. And they went for it. So you just, you never know where your shit is going to end up and, you know, stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sick. Well, cool. I think that's a good place to, uh, finish it off. I think, I mean, got a ton of other stuff we could talk about, but I think that's a good, uh, finishing point. Cool. Thanks so much for the conversation, man. Absolutely. All right. Cool. We will end it on a bass note. Check us out on MySpace. Oh yeah. For uh, for real uh, real quick, just uh, describe where everyone can find you. For uh, yeah, just like Google the shit out of my name. Ben Aqua. <laughs> ben Aqua. A Q U A. Like the color. And I have the same. Uh, I have the same username, handle, whatever you want to call it. B three N A Q U A. It's the same on everything, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, all that stuff. I have a lot of my music on Spotify. Just look up Ben Aqua. It's there. Awesome. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye.